forever. Dog. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Five, four, three, two. And then you don't say the one because that's got to leave room. It's Double Threat. This is the podcast in which me, Tom Sharpling, here in Los Angeles. And I, Julie Klausner in New York City. The podcast where we kind of boss people around and make each other angry. Yeah. And we are here. This is the first official episode of the show. So excited. Can you believe it? It's like. I can't make it clear enough, though, that we had this idea before everyone decided to throw their hat into the sinking ship that is podcasting. They these these what do you call them, Tom? These Johnny's these Johnny's come lately. Johnny's come lately. Carpetbaggers, opportunists. uh, They say, uh, oh, gee whiz, there's a, a pandemic. Where's my microphone? Yeah, they're just like. I'll give that a spin. That looks fun. <laughs> yeah, I've I've succeeded at everything else. I've tried at going into uh, knowledgeless. Let me take that from someone. Yeah, because knowledgeless is a word. Knowledgeless, yeah. That. Uh, Tom, yeah. Use Tom knowledge. And I, use knowledgeless in a sentence. I think you just did, my friend. Um, sentences can be questions. Wait, hold on Listen. a second. That could have been. So anytime in school, anybody said, use yeah. whatever word in a sentence you say. Oh, yeah. You, you didn't just, say that to your teacher. You say you just did, idiot. And then you just get up, pencil drop, and then. <laughs> and then you take a bathroom pass and go and to the bathroom. Like, I'll just show my way to the principal's <laughs> office now. Were you ever called into the principal's office? Um, I remember there was one time where there what was. What did you do? I didn't do nothing. That's the whole thing is there was a, a rumor of a food fight was going to start in middle school. <laughs> it hadn't even begun. It had not begun, but like the, the they were doing like recod of like there's rumors. Some which now just makes me realize one of my classmates back then was a no hey, good snitch. Out. Ratted out right. the whole school. Sure. Hey, there's going to be a food fight. I'm, I just got to go. Principal, I got to just tell you, I'm hearing word there's going to be a food fight. You think it was that or you think he was in trouble and he copped a plea? The DA basically said, listen, if you throw your pal Tom under nah, the bus, I think we'll uh, look, you easy off with two detentions. First of all, or- I was not involved in the food fight. I was just they were just bringing in kids like left and right, asking them what they knew about the food fight. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Did it ever end up happening? This is what happened. It was, and it's still one of the funniest (laughs) things I've ever seen in my life. It was like, it was like, all right, at 1130, the food fight. Cause like, you know, when you're in school and you have those weird, like lunch hours, like I got fourth period lunch. 
Right. Means I right. eat at eleven like, fifteen like 6 p.m. or something. <laughs> yeah, <so> like, <laughs> it's like somehow like what when I got a, a fourth period lunch means I I eat lunch at nine in the morning. <laughs> what yeah. about you? Uh, yeah. I got fifth period lunch <laughs> means I eat at six o'clock at night. <laughs> like. But it was like, and then they, yeah, they just throw boxes of milk at you at all times of the day. So then this, the school was like, they was like, say it was like 1130. It was like, it's food fights going to start at 1130 or whatever it was. <laughs> then like the clock in the, in the cafeteria, like clicked like 1130. Mm-hmm. And then these, like the countdown, like the, the second hand mm-hmm. was getting close to 1130 and mm-hmm. kids start going like 10, nine, <laughs> eight. And like everyone was counting this thing down did they have their lunches ready to oh i guess people weren't bringing like it wasn't brown it wasn't brown bagging it so there isn't guy holding like two bananas getting ready to like no but here's shoot. the here's the amazing part of it was it just like five four three and like no one knows what's about to happen like because you've seen food fights in movies and things it's like am i about to be just like covered Alted in food with, yeah, yeah yeah and it's like and it's like two one and I just remember one lowly hot dog bun. Like somebody threw it just like like up. They didn't even throw it at someone. It just went really. Yeah, it just went up in the air. And then, like um, a single piece of confetti. Like yeah, if Rip, yeah. if Rip Taylor was going through a particularly bad period of his life. Yeah, it's like Rip Taylor goes backstage. He's like. There's just like a sheet of construction paper there. Not, it's like, I need to just cut it to confetti, you idiot. What do you think? I throw sheets of construction paper at people? Um, but it was like one lowly hot dog bun went up in the air and uh-huh. still maybe the funniest moment of my entire life watching that. You remember, you remember who threw the bun? Oh, nobody. I don't know. It was just somewhere in this room full of like 300 think, children. Do you think the person who threw the bun? like planned it throughout the countdown or did he just panic i have no idea because if i were i don't know i would have taken that time to really plan what i was gonna do with that hot dog bun that was like burning a hole in the pocket of my hand they threw the hot dog bun in the air (laughs) but he didn't catch it which made it which made it chaos they didn't catch it he just threw and by the way i'm gonna say he here i i I think he is a safe bet uh so he was he was like i'm gonna throw it in the air and if i don't catch it it's on and i because yeah 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 and i do remember now there were also like an indoor there were like teachers at every like egg entrance like monitoring it was like clear well they were on high alert yeah the um they basically got that memo that George W. Bush should have paid attention to, not to like be too, you know, Adam McKay about this, but they were warned. The principal. They were prepared. Yeah, the principal did. It had better preparedness for intel. this. Yes. And actually did something with the intel. Right. For right. whichever one of these rats <laughs> from my school. stopped and frisked in a way, too. Yeah. Now I'm mad at this rat. Who I went to well, school with? Who do you think the? Well, I think I the answer with to the your, you two questions here. Two questions here. And I think it's the same answer to both. Who threw the bun and who planned the fight, or who threw you under the bus? Hey, that's an idea. They What's didn't that? throw the food. They threw you under the bus. Yeah, but look, I didn't plan this thing. I was just <laughs> along for the ride. Well, on this. I would have. Yeah, yeah. And I, I mean, remember if you had planned it. I'd hope that it would have been more successful. Sorry. And then the principal was just like, 
So do you know anything about the food fight? It's like, no, I don't know. I don't know anything more than anybody else knew. Every like every kid knew about it, right? But no one knows who like it didn't. It's but, also like it didn't happen. What are you well, gonna like? I think it's the hot dog bun incident that we're talking about, which is separate than the food fight, and that happened after the intel or before? After. Oh, that was um. You were called in. Just give me a timeline, please. I'm trying to remember which happened first. I'm assuming. We all got called in before the hot dog bun the went hot dog in the air. bun incident. Yeah, that was the principal was trying to put the fear through the through the students. Right, like, and it worked except for this one jerk. This one, or patriot, <laughs> you could call the kid a patriot. Also, was there a hot dog in the bun that he took out and saved for later? You know, the weird thing is we didn't even have hot dogs for lunch that day at school. That's what I was gonna think is he yeah. brought it from home. Yeah. He went and bought a hot dog, one hot dog <laughs> bun at the grocery it from store. The, come on, don't be silly. He took it from his family bread box. Yeah. His father comes home. <laughs> Why are we missing a hot dog bun? Oh, uh, I don't know. Gets I got three down. phone calls from your Where's principal. That hot dog bun. <laughs> he takes off his belt. Yeah. And then you get worried. And then he wraps his belt around a hot dog instead. Now I got to eat this hot dog in my belt. <laughs> I could have just eat a plain hot dog. Yeah. I'm not a monster from hell. Dumping relish all over his belt. (laughs) It's like, it's like, I got so many problems. I got to get out of here. Hoping at least for a, like, sorry, I just keep picturing this bun in the air. Like 2000, like 2001, a space odyssey. Oh, no, it was literally, (laughs) it was literally like that. It was. It was like dun 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 dun, <laughs> and then just the bun. An ape throws a bun into space. Yeah, yeah, or or no, it should have just been like the 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 ape is banging the bone, throws the bun in the air. I mean, throws the bone in the air. The He's bone goes up. A bone. A, a hot dog right. bun comes down. <laughs> <laughs> then, then the kid. Throws the hot dog bun up again. Then the spaceship appears. Like, it's like this intermediary part of 2001. Did you see, by the way, Bill Maher in his garage last night asking Seth MacFarlane if he was dating anyone? <laughs> because I just turned on. I pay, By the way, I pay good money for cable. I'm just going to put that out there. I pay money for all kinds of things. And I turn on the godforsaken television. Bill Maher in his garage lit like. I mean, you, you really could. I mean, he looked a thousand years old. Bill Maher in his garage talking yes. to Seth MacFarlane sounds like you, <laughs> that sounds like the sequel to Autofocus. <laughs> it's like the two of those guys like high fiving. But instead of like having sex with a lady, they're like, I don't know. Bill Maher and uh, Bill Maher. I'm, Shoveling uh, coals into hell. That literally is. It was horrible. It's like if you needed to make a sequel to Autofocus, I honestly can't think of two better people to to they fill those were roles. Talking to each other, and I just I was just flipping through, and I said, "Oh, Bill Maher's back," and I knew that he'd be from his garage, and I couldn't help myself. I just like, all right, I'll just check in really fast. And Bill Maher, who you know by the way, like horrible things have happened in that garage, or that he's like hidden things from horrible things. You know, there's got. yeah, you know, there's. Like he, you know, had, when people say like, I know where the bodies are buried. Yeah, 
well, they're but they don't actually mean like bodies. No, no, you know that Bill Maher had to install some sort of like circular drain in the center of the floor of that garage. <laughs> well, all I gotta say is, you know, thank God these are our true frontline soldiers. Bill Maher in his garage, Samantha B in her backyard. Um, I think, uh, I think Jimmy Fallon was in like it was like some grotto. I think he was with. I think he. Was- I don't even know where he's He's going, but he was in like one of the abandoned subway tunnels and he used the mole people as his band. Yeah. He's there with the chuds, right? (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy Fallon and the chuds. And it was such a great, such a great show. I'm here with the chuds. (laughs) So awesome. I got the chuds. And then in between commercial breaks, you see him screaming at the chuds because he's trying to do an Ariana Grande parody and they're having a hard time picking up the beat. Yeah. And then he breaks his hand again. (laughs) I think if you look carefully at Jimmy Fallon's hand, like each finger points in a different direction because some doctor, like after a certain point, Uh a doctor goes by... And I feel like a doctor takes his cues from the other four digits of a hand in order to know where the fifth one goes. Mm-hmm. But if you keep losing them at a certain point, it looks like you're just holding a fistful of dry spaghetti. <laughs> they're just like at this point, they just like he comes in to get his hand looked at and then they're just like, consider a glove. Can we show you some? We have some very nice gloves. That's probably where the glove shortage is coming from. <laughs> That's it from Jimmy Fallon. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz he used to just have spiky hair. Yeah. Now he's the, the, the Jimmy Fallon body horror fan fiction I write is unpopular. Well. <sighs> well, here this is where we find ourselves and this is also where we find ourselves on the first episode of our podcast. I'm so excited. And this is Double Threat and we will be right back. Hey everybody, Tim Heidecker here with huge news. Office Hours Live recorded another episode live. It was one of our great ones with the great Rory Scovel, who's got a new special out on MAX. Oh, yeah. And the Trinity's here, DJ Doug Pound. Yes, hello. And Victor Berger IV. Hi, hi, hi. Can't wait for the fifth. We enjoy the heck out of doing the show, and so will you. If you find us on the podcast app of your choice, now. Okay, so now we're going to do something on the show called Podcast Rescue. Which now, is what's a tribute- Podcast Rescue? What is that? Well, first Julie? and foremost, Tom, it's a tribute to your favorite show, Bar Rescue. With uh, John Taffer, the guy who gets mad that a bar is failing and he moves in to try to because he's an expert he knows how to fix the bar and fix their business and and we're experts and we want to uh, raise the bar. I, I said that while you were drinking seltzer in hopes that you would spit it out of your mouth. I didn't. I t- was fighting. Did a little bit of a dribble. Tooth and almost. That's, That's what I'm I barely going for. Had I barely drank any. So Tom and I are going to fix podcasts and we're going to say what's wrong with them. And we're not shitting on these podcasts. And yes, I use the S word sometimes. Yeah, what we're doing is we're experts. We're rolling in. We're, tr- we're helping these podcasts. Yeah, we're, we're no Johnny's come lately on this thing. You know, we're not like, oh, let's do a podcast because I am bored 
or I want to make money because I can't do other things. I mean, sure, that's true. Yeah, but we but <laughs> we we're doing this because we're the best at it. Also, yes, we're the best. We're the best, and, and that's why we are here to help other podcasts and. Tell Brett. them what's wrong with them. And our pal Brett, sorry, Tom, I No, no, no. I was, I was saying Brett p- pulls up a, a, a mystery podcast. We don't even know what this is going to be. We don't even know where we are. No. And but he plays the thing for us, and then we Brett will. Brett puts a bag over our heads. And then pulls it off, and we're listening to a podcast. So, Brett, what have you got for us today on well, Podcast uh, Rescue? As you mentioned earlier, uh, there have been a lot of celebrity Johnny-come-latelys in the podcast game this past couple weeks. Um, and specifically, there have been a lot of old uh, duos teaming up again. Um, so the Oh Hello guys, uh, Zach Braff and Donald Faison are doing a Scrubs uh, podcast. I like um, that you said Donald Faison after basically Gil Faison. <laughs> These are all examples of people <laughs> whose last names are variations of the same word. But yes, keep going. <laughs> uh, they're doing a Scrubs Watch Through podcast. And then um, we also have this one that I'm going to show you or uh, let you listen to today uh, called The Darkest Timeline featuring former community co-stars uh, Joe McHale and Ken Jong. Great. So this is their community podcast? Well, uh, this one is a little less defined, uh, which is why I think it's a good candidate. Uh, I listened to the Scrubs one, and they're doing, that's just a straight, they're watching episodes of Scrubs and talking about it. Uh, This one, though, is a little more amorphous. So it's sort of freeform. It's not about, like, episodes. It's not necessarily about anything? Uh, No. Uh, There's there's, uh, a loose description here, which I can read. Quarantined and socially distant within Hollywood, join Ken Jeong and Joel McHale as they FaceTime each other during these strange times to answer all your questions about community, coronavirus, and all things in between. Okay. Great. And here we go. Hi! This is Ken Jung, and the person attempting to overlap me was Joel McHale. This That's is Sir Joel McHale. I got knighted in the last week. Up. This is mm, the uh, Darkest Timeline Podcast, Episode Two. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Thank wow. you for listening. No in last the, week. We can stop right there. Can you Ken. pause right there? Yeah, that. This is. I just want to say that writers have a very. Uh, valuable role in the entertainment industry that (laughs) writers come up with the things that actors say and it's kind of like a partnership that (laughs) the writers can't say it as well as the actors can say it. I like how they're bursting onto the scene with energy. Yeah. It's clear that Ken hates Joel. (laughs) I will also say that, that when you choose the person you're going to do a show with, that's just something to consider. I'm not saying that it's not working in their favor, but the but it's just palpable. Yeah. And it's also I can just hear the <laughs> that no one sprung for any equipment on this either. That's the other thing. All these people are doing these things. They're just talking, they're screaming into their laptop. <laughs> buy buy some equipment. You guys won already at show business. I know. And also, may I add that Joel McHale won at genetics because that guy could take a chainsaw to my neck and I'd say thank you. Uh huh. I mean, (laughs) I mean that sexually, but also who else knows? It doesn't matter. I met him when he did Difficult People and 
Billy, who very seldom remarks on like just the way I am interpersonally, pulled me aside and said, I've never seen you act like this. And I said, Billy, I don't know what to do. I've never been around someone this handsome in my life. And he goes, okay, because you're just, it's making me laugh. Like, I think it's funny, but like, I've just never seen you like this. And mm-hmm. I said, good, 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 good. But yeah, he's like ridiculous. Okay. All right. All right. We'll start over again. And no, 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 no. Continue. You're doing great. Can I go? Go ahead. <laughs> I'm, I won't say a thing. We just action. Mm. All right, I gotta hit pause on this for a second. This is just like <laughs> I think it's great. It really is. Yeah, no, it's a, it's really just so so lively and and well planned what they're doing, and they have a real true. clear vision for this, and I I love. I love that they're not coasting on this at all. They're not. They're not relying on accomplishments in other media. You know, what would be a good. You know, would be a good podcast. A great podcast, even would be Chevy Chase's voicemails. Sure. Why um, does it? Why aren't people like that doing? Like, if Chevy Chase was like, "I'm doing a podcast," I'd be like, yeah. "Well, I'm going to listen to every second of that because right. it'd be just like you're hearing." Just like well, it's like uh, Alex uh, Jones. You're basically like listening to you know a live feed of someone who's already unraveled. You know, yeah, just yeah, not care anymore. Exactly. Like why? Why? Yeah. I would. I would listen to that. I don't want like right. It should just be called like small burst from my deathbed with Chevy Chase. And then like you're looking through like the episode list and like you realize like one episode is six and a half hours long and another one is four minutes long. Right. And, like, and then the, the third episodes... is just an apology from his wife that this isn't going forward anymore. From Janie. Hi, it's me, Janie. Uh, I just want to thank all Chevy's fans and um, he's doing great. And just thank you so much for listening, but we're not going to be continuing the show in its current form and stay tuned. Watch the stars. And you're in here in the background. Janie. Yeah. He's in the background. Try to find uh, taking a ba- a baseball bat to like a frozen side of meat, <laughs> <laughs> like listing all the names of people, not even enemies, but just people he remembers. Doug Kenny, wham! <laughs> Bill Murray, wham! <laughs> Michael O'Donohue, Donahue, wham. wham! Yeah, and Harmon, wham! And then, and then it's just like, yeah. <sighs> but that's not the podcast we're. We could well if that was one we would have nothing to rescue with a Chevy Chase one, but this we'll is. Let's say we are forty-two seconds into it, and Ken Jong has already like told Joel McHale to shut up twice. Yeah, it keeps going on like that for a while. Uh, okay, and then uh, I've got a. There's some masked singer talk around oh. six minutes. The masked singer Ken Jong is a judge on the masked singer, and. I'm sure this has been well uh, well observed already, uh, but but it's like if you ever watch that show, there'll be clips of it. Yeah, like there'll be like somebody will come out dressed like a lawn gnome, and they'll be they'll be singing closing time, you know, mm-hmm. and and then I'm on board be, for all. I'm just waiting for the bad part to kick in, but, but then, keep going. But then like the guests will be like the 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 judges will just be like. I bet you that's Justin Timberlake. Oh, under right. There. They're, like, they're like speculating they always... on like A-list people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. It's right. like, no. And then you, they pull the thing off and it's the ShamWow yeah. guy. And he's, you know, that's who they're get, getting on this thing. They're not getting, <laughs> they're like, Justin Timberlake is not doing 
right. the mass sing. I think it's right. Beyonce. Right. That's like the producer's note that it's like, well, A-list people will be mentioned. Yes. Ken Jong is on that show in order to make sure people know that it's not Ken Jong as the mass singer. Unless that is happening, in which case I need to be, you know, watching well, that, it. Well, that episode would be the if he just suddenly pulled the thing off and then he was a judge also I'd be just like yeah all you, right. you have his number I do have his number what is it I <laughs> I just want to have it for my phone call my 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 telephone that's Joel on every episode of the mass singer whenever you guest judge man you're great just take off your mask tell me who you are I mean, just, like, this would save so much time. Yeah, you, if you, you just took your mask off and told us who you are. You totally is he eating? Can you can you hit? <laughs> I, I, it sounds like he's got like an ice Joel? pop in his mouth. Yeah. Joel might. Well, I feel like Joel needs to eat like three hard boiled eggs every five minutes, mm-hmm. based on like for the protein. I'm telling you, Tom. You know when you like don't have a letter opener, so you just stick your finger into the part of the envelope that's kind of open, and you just rip it across. Yeah, yeah. That's what he can do to me. <laughs> <laughs> he's like such a hunk it's embarrassing i just i didn't know you felt this that you're your i didn't enthusiasm. either until i met him and then i and then i was reduced because the other thing too is i think i'm oh i'm a smart girl i like nerdy guys and you know i got opinions about terry gilliam and all i you know this and that and then you meet this guy that used to play football who was on the soup and you're like i can't speak words no more. <laughs> well, no, I uh, I am a fan of uh, of of a huge fan of Ken Jong, obviously, and a huge fan of uh, Joel McHale. Not not uh, not to the degree that Julie is. Clearly, I think okay, you're I'm, slightly more well, of a fan of him than I am. So that's one way of putting it. Yeah. Well, this podcast, I would say, first thing. Spring for some equipment, you cheapskates. Mm-hmm. I got a Zoom recorder. It's three hundred bucks. You tell me these guys can't swing three hundred bucks and a half decent mic for a hundred dollars and a cable. They can't. They can't cough up five hundred dollars for a thing they're going to slap their name on. I have to say, like my emotions really run the gamut with these podcast rescues because sometimes I get, you know, inspired or angry or you know, so, Tom and I'll go off on a tangent it'll be goofy but sometimes i just get sad and that's right now now this one's making me a little sad this is the uh, i'm i'm thrown by the thoughtlessness on this one the thoughtless maybe that's why i'm sad i'm not exactly sure why i will say that you know when you like have a scone or a cookie and you're just picking out the chocolate chips then you like see what's left and it's like this pile of crumbs mm-hmm. that's what joel McHale can do to me <laughs> that's so you are <laughs> You are. <laughs> He's like six, seven. Uh-huh. The shoulders alone. I, I, I just honestly, Tom, it's like so I re- you need to recuse t- yourself on this you episode. To, you have to understand something. I did not grow up with anyone who's ever looked like that or spoken to me. It is mm-hmm. like a hunk from outer space kind of thing. So there's there's a surprise for you outside your door. Stop it. Now I it can't. Is. Joel, come it's, on in. It's Joel, too go much. in. It's too much. I would scream. Joel, get in there. I He's behind you. He's behind you right now. No. He is. What's up? Stop Joel. it. What's up, Joel? He's Stop waving. It. He's doing oh a little God. dance. Don't There's turn nothing around. Li- he can't do anything little. Don't There's turn no around. Little. He's doing a little dance. <laughs> oh God. 
He's moonwalking behind you. That was also the day where Billy was hit by a meat truck um, that he was doing our show. Was Billy's uh-huh. trailer was hit by a boar's head meat truck, and Billy almost died. He like was thrown across his trailer with the mm-hmm. impact of a skidding boar's head meat truck. And he still managed to pull me aside and say, Julie, calm down. Yeah. So the, that day on set, both of you were almost murdered by <laughs> giant slabs of by beef. meat. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. Should we should we bring our guest on? We're so excited to have our first guest on the show on our first show. This is a good friend of ours and everybody loves this person and if they don't they either haven't heard of her or they are weird jerks yes because to know martha kelly is to love martha kelly yeah this is truly one of the best people going and one of the funniest people going funniest people ever and i uh you know her from baskets she was so great on baskets Mm -hmm. and she's a lovely person and she's got lots of cute cats and dogs yeah so let's uh, let's bring our first guest on Double Threat to Double Threat, Martha Kelly. Kelly. We are here with Martha Kelly on Zoom, and it's so exciting to see. Ah, oh, is that Barry? Oh my God! Yes, that's Barry. <gasps> so Martha's got. He's, I'm going to lower my voice in case Barry gets scared. So Martha's, Martha's got cats got, and a shh, and a dog. Yes, I have two cats, Gary and Barry, and a dog named Rosie. What's your dog's name again? Uh, Rosie. Rosie. Yeah. That's right. And Gary and Barry, and they like to sleep against the wall, right. pressed, hiding behind a vacuum cleaner. Right. Barry is, very... is big. He's a big boy. He's 22 or false. pounds. I'm Perfect. a little worried. I don't don't you spend another minute worrying about it. Um, that is what cats are meant to look like. Is that wow? Okay, he is a little stouter than. <laughs> okay, never mind. <laughs> no, he's beautiful. He's perfect. Cats are very resilient. They have survived terrible, terrible periods of time that we have not. Cats survived this movie. Cats. Well, it's bad branding. Did you see it, Martha? Yeah, no. and I wish it had come out before I got sober because the people in the audience <laughs> who were high were having a really good time. <laughs> and it, I, yeah. Don't you think that cats think of that movie as like, like a like a digital minstrel show? Yeah, it's definitely not what. Like, if you love Cats, the movie or stage production of Cats isn't really for you. It's I just don't different. Know. It's just yeah. different. Yeah. It's not, it's not, um, yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to say bad things about it. On a scale of one to 10, how cute would it be if a bunch of cats decided to do a show called Humans? Oh, my God. I would give it a 10. That would, Yeah. If if Barry and Gary, if you you came in and they were writing, well, they had a little yeah. piece of paper, and you could see that they were trying to write out like a little little uh, like the book for I'm, for a show mm-hmm. called Humans. I am gonna put this out there. I worry that if they write it, it's gonna be really mean if they're hungry. That's a good. That's a fair point. 
Like, they're, and they're always hungry. At least Barry says he's always hungry. Right. So like they would take, like if they were imitating me, they'd like, I don't know, something that's like big and red, like a big red yoga ball. And they'd put it on their heads and they'd be like, oh, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> Uh, that, yeah, that's their version of humans. <laughs> right, because they can see that I have red hair and that I'm a jerk. And that's <laughs> like, if you gave them that assignment, I, I, I worry that it would be very nasty. Mm-hmm. I think Just, that's a legit concern. You'd have concern of how the cats would portray you in yeah, their like for, production for of For you, Martha, Martha, they would take like a brown towel and they'd put it on their head and they'd be like, I'm... Horrible! They would also, um, they would also just sit on the couch uh, between vacuuming. <laughs> all that happens uh, in my place. Yeah, that would be the villain in humans. Would be a vacuum cleaner. Yeah. Oh dear, the humans are coming <laughs> to get us. <laughs> <laughs> Why do they hate us so much? Why do they keep want to touching us? Why do they keep want to touching us? <laughs> yes. That's the, honestly, Tom, I think that's really perfect because that seems like something a cat would say. <laughs> Stop touching me. Like in the thing would just be like, I'm going to touch you. I'm going to go touch my cat now. And the productions of humans, the production of humans would be just They'd like. They'd have a song called Let's All Touch the Cats. Yeah, let's touch the cats while they try to rest. I'm going to touch you. There was a heartbreaking development while you were singing, Tom. Barry came towards the sound of your voice. He tried to get up on the table, but oh my God, he fell. And he fell. uh, And he came specifically as you were singing... Oh dear, the humans are coming to pet us. Why won't they just let us sit alone? <laughs> Empty my litter box. I think it's safe to say that your musical is a hit with Gary and Barry. All right. Aww. Well, then I'm doing the music for Humans, the musical. I'll, I'll, write, I'll write the book. You write the book. Mm-hmm. for Yeah. But when it comes to these cats, right? Act one. Two morons. <laughs> yeah. Act one. We're just sitting trying to be left alone. <laughs> Open on two morons with huge vacuum cleaners. You both love your cats so much. Martha, if you come in and you saw Barry, say Barry, say your your purse was clearly had been rifled through <laughs> and you saw a credit card out next to a phone and Barry, you're just not sure what he was buying, but he clearly was charging something to your credit card. How mad would you be? Is that the line? Would you be like Barry? That's that's you cross the line. No, the the only time I get mad, which is really dumb, is when they um, either they're in a the cats are fighting and I have to separate them, or Gary just splashes water everywhere. But mm-hmm. I realized this morning I could just move his water bowl into the sink and then. Flashes it. Yeah, I wouldn't get mad if they spent my money. You'd forgive him for running for running up your credit card. Um, yeah, I would assume you know what, knowing Barry, he'd be buying us all Christmas presents and it's okay. supposed to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. 
And I walked in on it and ruined it. When you say buying you Christmas presents, you mean buying himself Christmas presents? He's like, oh, I didn't realize that you didn't like catnip mice. I think I'll take it, I guess. With Barry, it would be a combination of um, he'd be buying himself extra food, but he'd also be buying the rest of his gifts. He's a very sweet-hearted fat guy. But what if you looked and say Barry was renting a car from Enterprise that was just sitting in a parking lot somewhere that had never even been used, but you're paying $30 a day for some like Barry is it's and you're just like, why are you renting this car? You can't, you're a cat. You can't drive a car. And you realize he's not, he's not even renting. Like he's renting like a, like a SUV, like, which is even more. Um, I would think like it's my job to hide my credit cards better. That's what I would think because okay. yeah, I'm not, I can't see ever holding the cats or the dog responsible for being bad with money. <clears throat> sure. Well, here's one. If Barry walked in the room dressed like, and he's, he started calling himself Barry, the cable cat, and he's dressed <laughs> in like a flannel and a little baseball cap. And he started like a little sleeveless denim vest. Do you go, all right, that's, that offends me. He, and he's literally calls himself Barry, the cable cat. Um, this is probably going to get me canceled, but I would absolutely support him starting a career as a, as an arena filling comic. Okay. The cable cat. I sure. wouldn't. I wouldn't. I don't necessarily support Larry the cable guy, but I would support Barry the cable cat. Okay. But what if you came home and Gary, not Barry, mm-hmm. was like, "Mom, I have this like really funny idea to pitch to you, and I want you to tell me if it's funny or not because I can't tell." What if I'm Barry the cable car? <laughs> <laughs> would you give him like what would your feedback be on that this is why um this is why so many people fail at parenting humans because my instinct would be the same as every parent of a human which is to say your terrible idea is a great idea. And so you'd say that's a great idea. You Would you pretend to laugh? Would you go, oh, I'm already laughing. I could see exactly what that would be. I would, and I would also um, record him doing that act and insist that my friends watch it and say that it's funny. That's what okay. people with kids have done to me, and I feel like <laughs> it's I would turn. the chance to get back at them. Yeah. Well, okay. So there's got to be some line here where you're finally would be like enough. enough. you see Gary and Barry, Gary's clearly up to something. He runs out of the room. You notice a little piece of paper and it's, it says baskets con 2021. And it's going to be a three day. You see, he's planning a three day convention for baskets. And it says like, list of get it's like list of of guests and it's like zach uh louis anderson and it's then it just goes on and on to where he's got the twins he's got everybody on this thing and then just you don't see your own name on the list and it's barry who made the list yeah 
do you just, at what point do you just go, what am I doing wrong? I, yeah. And I would also wonder if that, if I found that list, if maybe it was a surprise party that he was planning and these people he's inviting. (laughs) Sure. So these cats can do literally anything then they could you, you're catching them planning an actual baskets con and not inviting you to it. And you're still ready to let them off the hook. Yeah. The only times I've ever gotten legitimately mad at them is like occasionally Gary will bite Rosie really hard. It's about the animal. I knew that. I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. It's not like I do anything. I just try to separate them. So there's, Mm -hmm. this is a house where there are zero consequences for anything goes. So Martha Kelly, we do something on this show called the business, which we give the business in which we give the business to a thing that a listener has submitted for me and Tom to uh, experience and react to. And we would love to have you join us on this segment um, on today's show. Is that, is that sound suitable to your needs and abilities? Please do it, please. I'm begging you, please. Um, I would love to do it. Oh, oh, thank God. Phew. Oh, I didn't know what we would do if you said no. Well, um, what I might, I'm, I might disappoint you with my participation, but I'll gladly participate. All right. That's thank you for the disclaimer, Martha. Yes. Prepare. Brett, what have you got on the dock? Uh, so this is a clip that was submitted by a listener, uh, Jonathan, and uh, on the theme of uh, old duos teaming up again for some new content, uh, this is a, a short film that was uh, produced by and starring Anson Williams and okay. Don Most, uh, who were uh, Ralph Mouth and Potsy <laughs> from Happy Days. Um, so Anson Williams, so Ralph Mouth and, and Potsy uh, have teamed up. They made a short film. Uh, they presumably made this before quarantine but they uh have uh presented it to us during quarantine what? Uh, with a little i did not say expect a good... any of this this is yeah. all news to me sorry tom go ahead no no i was gonna say there's a good chance these guys did it after quarantine i'm gonna just say do they have there's... social media presences it's it's a coin flip these guys are just like wait we rented the equipment wait people how many people died eh. They don't. They don't do refunds. <laughs> They're not going to refund this. The rental of this boom mic. Oh my God! That's Ralph Mouth. It's really him. It is. Look at that. It's Ralph Mouth. So this is a short film. Yeah, it's a short film. Uh, but they they intro it to kind of let you know what's going on here. Um, so I'm. I'll go ahead and play their intro first. And I got some clips and for people from the film who to people play. who aren't a hundred years old. Happy Days is a show from the seventies that was took place in the fifties, that was super popular and had uh, Fon- Fonzie was the main breakout star. Who, when you were a little kid and you saw Fonzie, then you're like, "That's the coolest guy I ever saw in my life." And then you become an adult, you're like, "Man, there's not even remotely close to being cool." There was a there was a a 40 year old Jewish guy. They put in a leather jacket so people could laugh at us. (laughs) No, but us us 40 year old Jewish people, a generation of of children across the country, just like that guy is the embodiment of what it means to be cool. 
And Ralph, Ralph, Mouth, and Potsy were the two two of the buffoons on the show who were a part of the. They were the kind of like the the dummies who thought Fonzie was so cool. Let's watch uh, Harvest Time, starring Anson Williams and Don Most. Hi, I'm Don Most. Hi, I'm Anson oh, Williams, I'm and and you might remember us from a show way back called Happy Days. But we're going to talk about something new we, we've done. But first, we want to say we. Hope you're all doing well. We want to wish all of you uh, a safe time during this, uh, this, during this uh, unusual period. Right, Don? That's right. But we have a little something, uh, a little entertainment that we thought we would bring to you because Anson and I got back together and did something and acted again in something for the first time since Happy Days went off the air. And uh, we wanted to share it with you. It's called... Harvest Time, picture two iconic actors, Ralph and Potsy, Don and Anson, and together again, but in totally different roles, roles you would never expect them to play. So interesting. And that's the premise of the show. Oh, and parents, it is TV 14. It's because of language. But it's not gratuitous. It's entertaining, and it's important for the show. But we know you'll (laughs) enjoy it. We're excited about it, and uh, I'm sure you'll be too. It was written by... uh... A, a terrific New York playwright, a, a award-winning playwright, Fred Stropel. It is so well written. Uh, we, you, Anson and I, we couldn't believe how, it was like one of the best scripts we had read in a long time, right? In a long time. What a war! Hold, hold on, on. A second. Pause hold that for on. a second. Wait. <laughs> what is this? Is like the longest ad this ever. Is, is this like the a movie? Pre-roll. Is this the whole thing? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting so Not fucking a... psyched up. Yeah. Put it in my eyes. First of all. I had no idea Fred Stroppel wrote this thing. <laughs> I had you're like no a idea. major Stroppel head too. You're I had like no a, idea. You're, you're one of the Stroppel gangers. I am. I'm <laughs> Stroppel. Yes, you know me and my other Stroppel gangers. I had no idea award-winning playwright Fred Stroppel won this. Oh, it's a B. It's a B side. Yeah. All right. So this is. Harvest time. Also, Brett, I have a request. Can you use that whatever 30 seconds of what we just heard as like an ad pre-roll on our next show? Thanks. So here comes Harvest Time, the movie, the comeback of Don Most and Anson Williams. Okay, we're seeing a it's in a hospital. Sort of a hospital like um, dialysis equipment. machine. It's a dialysis Someone machine and putting laundry into a washing machine. And opening the fridge. So somebody's getting over Jeff Quinney and this very artistic. Okay, here comes Don Most. He's hooked up to a dialysis machine and you press pause. What you doing, bro? What's it look like I'm doing? I'm hooked up to this fucking machine. Man, look at all these dials. Is that where they get that word? Dialysis? Dials? But just don't touch, all right? Oh, that is pure stropple. So is that like is going in and out of your it, it really is. Can you pause it for speak, a second, huh? please? I'd recognize the writing of Fred Stropple well, from a mile it's perfect, away. It's perfect Stropple dialogue. It's like jazz. Mm-hmm. Is this dials? Is that why I call it dialysis? Because of all the dials? That's Stropple. Yeah. That's Stropple 101 right there. That's Stropple. That's Stropple's, you know what they call a quarter pounder in France? Wait, what do they call a quarter pounder in France? Dialysis. 
So it's Anson Williams hooked up to a dialysis machine in a living room. Watching golf. Um, Julie, sorry to leave Tom and Brett out of this question, but um, who do you find more attractive, uh, old Potsy or old Ralph Mouse? <laughs> Uh, I think I need to watch a little bit more to answer your question. Is that a fair? I, I don't mean to evade it. Well, look, okay. I can answer this question too, Martha. Wait, wait, hold on, Tom. This is the this is girl talk first. Okay, go ahead. Martha? I'm, a, I'm more attracted to old Potsy, but when Potsy can get it. Yeah, but when I when I was a young person and and uh, he was young Potsy, I thought Ralph Malik was more attractive. Anson Williams has kind of like a Reagan vibe going on a little bit now. He's kind of got like a like a Ronald Reagan thing, like he's distinguished. Ralph Mouth has kind of like a Bobby Slayton thing going on now. Oh my god! Like he's got. Uh, Martha, have you ever shared the stage with the great Bobby Slayton? No, um, I've never met him. You never met me. You never met me, Martha. <laughs> Martha, it's me. Uh, guys, one second. I have to break up a. Fight on um, that's gonna knock my computer over. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I should also mention that during this, during our time with Martha, there's been a lot of animal <laughs> things going yeah. on behind yeah. her. These cats are out of control. Are you, Martha? If you're in trouble, just blink <laughs> three times. If these cats ha- are holding you hostage, yeah. If you if you are un- if you if you if you are living. Under, under their command, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my God! They're eating my mail, my tax stuff. Okay, sorry guys. About that. No they know. They know who's boss in that house. Yeah. I'm sorry I derailed. Don't worry. Don't worry. No, 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 no. Here we go. No, Patsy and Ralph. Back to the movie. And I noticed Brett moved it forward 10 minutes into the thing. Yeah. Strapple would not be be pleased, but. These are my words. Sometimes he gives to give Strapple the old Strapple. Who fast forwarded through my harvest time? (laughs) It's me, Fred Strapple. Brett, how dare you? Do you not understand the words? Hold on a second. Wait. Yes. The code for the washroom. It's 2428. (laughs) If you need to, yes, I'm working at an Aubon pan that is still open. We are still open in the face of the quarantine. We will not close. (laughs) We are still open. Uh, If you'd like some soup, help yourself. We don't have any ladles anymore. So reach on in and scoop out some soup. I'm working on my new play. It's Harvest Time 2, and this will feature Chachi will be in this one. He'll be there with uh, Squiggy. We're going to do that. <laughs> It'll be the next. It's a crossover. Although I would love to watch Lenny and Squiggy do something exactly like this and have it be like a one-upsmanship. Yeah. That would be if he just starts working his way through the cast of. Or of yeah, or just the- like a diss track. Like, um, yeah, Lenny and Squiggy make their harvest time. I was going to mention, got another offer. That's, that's great. Really. Offer for what? This is half an hour long. I'm just looking at the time code right now. My kidney. (laughs) Another offer? (laughs) Yeah, some guy wants it for his son. 
Somebody else wants your kidney. Uh-huh. How the fuck did that come about? I don't know. <laughs> it needs a transplant for some reason. I didn't inquire into the specifics. I'm beginning to think really. this is Stropple's curb spec. Yeah. This guy asked you is about it, a kidney. Sorry, yeah. Brett, can you pause it, please? Can you pause it, please? This is definitely Stropple's curb spec. True or false? Yeah, no, this is curb your Stropthusiasm. <laughs> Look, I mean, God bless these two guys. They, they're trying to do stuff and stay active. I, I'm not going to fault them for that. But, uh, ay, 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 27 minutes. Do you guys think that this short might do for Anson Williams what Pulp Fiction did for John Travolta when it brought him back? There is no question Stropple thought of that when he sat down to his typewriter. I think what this will do, this will do for Anson Williams what that, um, what that picture of John Travolta at the gym did for John Travolta. <laughs> Are you tempted to go on Cameo, Martha? Zero temptation to go on Cameo. I, that's just an invitation to get my feelings hurt by no one requesting any Cameos. So, no, I will never do that. Well, what's the price? What's the price? 300? 300? Up. Up. Me pointing up to 500? 500 to get you to go happy birthday? 750 for 30 seconds at the very... $750 for you to just go, hey, happy birthday, Annie. I made a happy birthday video for someone for free. That's oh, you can't say that. Well, this is why we need now. Sharpling and I are we're called cam cam managers. We recruit celebrities for cameo, yes. and we'll be your cam manager. So that means we take twenty percent okay. from your cameo. Mm -hmm. uh, and of course, Cameo takes seventy five percent. Yes. So let's run a real quick one now, Martha. Mm -hmm. We're just yeah. gonna we're just, just uh, use this ad. We just have this copy in our happy office. happy sixth birthday this copy yeah. and make it your own. You know, have fun. Ha with it. It's it's six birth six year happy sixth birthday. Uh, and for it's from little, little Billy from Megan from to what's her name? Billy. Billy. Yeah. So it's to Billy from Megan. Happy tenth birthday. Go ahead, and make he, it your and own. He likes dirt bikes. Right. Go ahead. Go. Hey, wait, what birthday? Six? Okay, so I'm going to give you a couple notes. First of all, <laughs> it's, yes, it's his sixth birthday. Okay. Um, second, as I'm giving notes, I realize you just had a question, so continue. He um, likes dirt bikes. I'm going to do the take, and then I have a request for the kind of payment I'd like. So my okay. take for Billy for sixth birthday from Megan with- Whenever you're ready. Dirt bikes. Hey, Billy, I hope you get a dirt bike for your sixth birthday. Oh, he has a dirt bike already, though. That's oh, the thing. my God. He I'm sorry. Did bikes. we not mention that he liked them? Because okay. he already has them. So go ahead. He has a dirt bike. Go ahead. Go. Hey, Billy, um, Megan wanted me to let you know that you're the best dirt biker in the whole world. But he knows he's not. That's the thing. Yeah, he knows it's he's terrible. It's actually embarrassing. It. And also, I would start with um, not a slate, but just make sure, like, say I'm Marth. You know what I mean? Like, just remind him who you are. Okay. Um, hey, Billy, I'm Martha from Baskets. Uh, and he's more of a Marriage Story fan, actually. So say that, you know, what That's was your character's name in you. Marriage Story? Uh, was, Mar was Martha also? Um, it was uh, no Martha Bomback. I can't remember. 
I can't remember the. Oh, I hope you're. It was Nancy. Okay, well, Nancy. So, so let's okay. So let's just say like yeah, or you could even say Martha from Marriage Story because you're not playing your character. Unless wait, do you want to play your character from Marriage Story? Or it might upset him because okay, then think his parents okay. are gonna get him. Okay, that's that's legitimate. Um, hey Billy, it's Martha from Marriage Story. Happy sixth birthday! I hope that um you have a great time dirt biking around and you're. Friend Megan um, got you this video. I don't know. I fizzled out at the end. No, right. Megan. Megan is not his friend. Megan is his aunt. Okay. I hey. thought that was bad, and I would like to correct you with one thing. It's called a marriage story. Mm-hmm. And, That's Martha. Um, Ke- Martha Kelly. You got to do the full name. Yeah. Yeah. So let's try it one more time. Before I do another take, I just want to get this upfront agreement. I don't want pay. I want you to get me a cameo from Anson Williams where he asked me on a date. Sure. No, no, we, we'll, we'll if figure we that out. If we sign you, we'll consider it. Okay. Yes. All right. Hey, Billy, happy sixth birthday. This is Martha from Marriage Story. Martha Kelly. A Marriage Story. Hey, Billy, happy sixth birthday. This is Martha Kelly from A Marriage Story. Your Aunt Megan wanted me to tell you that I really love your dirt biking. And um, have a great birthday. I like it. I have I no notes. That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, that, was, that was rock solid. Yeah. You're, in the, you're in the fold now, Martha. We're going to need $1,100. <laughs> We're, yeah, we're gonna need eleven hundred at the at because you you gotta you gotta don't, back don't tell us. don't tell her why we okay, yeah. don't tell her yeah. we're Just, gonna need eleven hundred dollars so Venmo us eleven hundred dollars but we are then, interested in working together yes I'm very and, interested in being represented by you so and now Anson Williams is on his way over mm-hmm. my house or to your studio. No. Oh, to your house. He's oh, on to, his no. Way it's over. his to his bathroom because it's the only place that has decent lighting. And he actually is on a dialysis machine. So I hope you have. Uh, hope your house is uh, don't blow a fuse when they hook that thing up. Well, assuming drains, you say yes to the date, drains a fair amount of power. They call him the Tower of Power. Brett, Martha, do, is there more of this movie to watch? No, Brett, movie? shut the movie off. So Martha Kelly. We want people to follow you on on all the socials, and we want people to give to good charities. Can you name a charity that you'd like somebody to give five dollars to right now, off the top of your head? Um, I would go. Uh, there's a bunch. I just off the top of my head would maybe the um, Nebraska um, Humane Society is a good one. Uh, the Nebraska Humane Society, it is. Okay. Also, yes. But there's a, I mean, there's plenty of great human-oriented. And in honor of Martha Kelly, the Double Threat podcast is going to make a $3 donation to the Nebraska. Right. Uh, and that was Brett's idea. So yes. if you think it's a little meager or weird, that's really on Brett. You take it up with Forever Dog, who, ironically, their name is Forever Dog, but with those meager donation suggestions, a lot of these dogs aren't going to be around forever. So, you know, keep that in mind when you're like $3 and please yeah. supplement, you know, Brett's idea with your own money. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, Martha Kelly, you're the best. Thank you so much for doing this. We love you so much. Thanks so much for coming on Double Threat. Thanks for having me. I'm a huge fan of both of you and now also Brett. And it goes without saying Potsy and Squiggy. So thank you. Squiggy. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening to our first episode of Double Threat. We're going to be back here every week with more new shows. Me and Tom, we're going to have guests. We're going to not have guests. We're going to talk about stuff that you send in to Double Threat Pod, which is on Twitter and Instagram. And it's a good time. So make sure you keep listening and tell everybody about it and subscribe where you subscribe and rate it and help us out with that. And... Keep listening, and we'll be back next week. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.